Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to the Two Scene Podcast. Welcome, first-time listeners, to the Two Scene Podcast, a podcast for two aspiring sports journalists sit down and talk baseball. I am your host, Tyler Foy, and alongside me today is my co-host, Nathan Lannon. And Nate, we are finally up to date. We're up to date, finally, after, I, I will say... That last episode, I want to say, was 20 or so minutes longer than the longest predating it. So it was good to get all of that out, like all of that, all of our thoughts throughout the season out in that one episode. But we're here now, and that's what matters. And I think it was great for you to get all that Mets <laughs> stuff off your chest, yeah, you know? No. It was a big episode for you. Yeah, um, I had no one to talk about it all summer, because like my family didn't want to hear it. They're like, Nate, no, Nate, I, I love you, don't. We don't want to hear about this all the time, you know? It's yeah. Like... No, it's absolutely understandable. We had a little Mets talk with Nate. Uh, we love to see that. And I hope you guys hope uh, enjoyed listening to it. But that's not what this episode is about. We can talk about the Mets just a little bit. That will definitely be a key point that we want to go over. But first, we're going to start off with just summarizing what has happened, what is going on in the Major Leagues right now in the American League East. What an interesting division it is. You have a team that is already in, you know, pretty much going to make the playoffs. There's no doubt in my head about that. But the rest of the division is playing for two playoff spots. Right. I, I, It's crazy to me that one of the Red Sox, Jays, or Yankees will miss the playoffs at this at this rate. Could be two. Could be two. Ve- not yeah. very large changes, but it could be two. Right. And the thing is, like, I, I know I wasn't that high on the Jays before, and I, and I didn't think they'd make the playoffs, but they have been on an eight-game win streak with uh, six of those wins coming against the Yankees and Athletics. So it is inter- So it is interesting to see that they are beating these good teams on this win streak, too. Yeah, those Blue Jays are absolutely looking fantastic going down the stretch here on an eight-game win streak where they face off against the Athletics, and they also swept the Yankees. They did play the I think the Orioles before that, so those are kind of like easy wins. But here they are going into the weekend series against the Orioles. They could take this win streak and notch it all the way up to 11. I don't know whether they will. You know, it's hard to keep winning every single day, but when you get an opportunity to face the Orioles, you got a good <laughs> shot to do that. But no, yeah, it, it, the Blue Jays win streak, it's, it could definitely reach double digits against the, uh, the Orioles because I feel like... Uh, the Orioles would be at the top of pr- prospective teams that the Blue Jays would like to play down the stretch. Like, just for some easy wins to keep their momentum going. Like, if they play, like, I'm sure at this rate, if because I know they have two another series against the Orioles after this, and then two against the Minnesota Twins. With, uh, with There is a series against the Yankees and two against the Rays in between that, I believe. But with that many easy series down the stretch, the Rays could definitely make the playoffs. Which is kind of funny because with their schedule like going into this week, I wouldn't have been able. I wouldn't have been able to tell you that. I wouldn't have said that because like the A's and Yankees are certainly not tough opponents. And speaking of the Yankees, they currently own the league's longest losing streak at six games. They have really they're free. They they are in free fall right now. Yeah, no, the Yankees, after going on a 13-game winning streak, we talk about how they're hot, you know, they're doing well. They go on a four-game losing streak following said hot streak, and here they are now, uh, after getting some wins mixed in between and some losses as well. They've lost six games in a row. 
losing that top wildcard spot, now sitting one game behind the Red Sox for the top wildcard spot. They still hold the right. second wildcard spot in that American League, but at this rate, the Blue Jays keep winning, the Yankees keep losing, and there it is, right? I mean, Blue pretty, Jays in the yeah, pretty, wild card. Yeah, pretty soon those points could intersect, and the Rays could, and they're not the Rays, excuse me, the Jays could overtake the Yankees. This, ser- this upcoming series that starts tonight against the New York Mets, the Subway Series, is going to be absolutely pivotal for the Yankees because these are both New York teams have been on a bit of a backslide recently, but uh, I-, I think whichever one of these teams makes it out of this the pl- makes it out of this series could end up making the playoffs. I don't. I mean, less so the Mets, just because they've already like it seems like the Braves almost have a tighter well they literally don't have a tighter lead but with how inconsistent the Mets have been this year it almost feels tighter like the Mets would have to get over more of themselves to get that far but with the Yankees they could come out of this series okay they've got they don't have that much hardship left down the stretch I don't think they could real they could realistically even out soon even if it's against better teams and still make the playoffs yeah, I think that there's uh, a good bit there for the Mets. I mean, there's still a shot in the National League East specifically because that division's so weak. But I think we got to stay on topic with the American League East first, and then we can talk about that Subway Series right. because that's really important going into this weekend. But another team in the American League East that is in this wild card position, as you mentioned, is the Red Sox. Yeah. They have been plagued over and over <laughs> and over again with their roster. Some people are starting to come back, and now the Red Sox lose Chris Sale. Chris Sale. It's just really unfortunate. I mean, it's like there's not really much you can do about it at this point except record that it happened. Because, like, I think the Reds... It's not even anything the Red Sox have done wrong recently besides, well, lose games. But at the same time, that's less in their control. It's not even anything they've done recently. It's just that they've been horribly unlucky down this home stretch. And it seems like the Major League Baseball doesn't care. They don't (laughs) care. They say this season's going to finish on this date. There is no games being canceled. There has been 12 positive positive tests for players in the Red Sox clubhouse. Kike coming back. I mean, there's been players that at this point, are getting tested for COVID and testing positive still, while other people that were like the original starters of the whole thing mm. are coming back onto the field. It doesn't make sense how over like a 20-day period, MLB could just let everything happen when in the past they've postponed multiple games, right. multiple series. It just feels like they're trying to just crawl to the end of the season <laughs> yeah. and trying to make it out alive and here we are the red Sox are making the most out of a broken yeah. team though still they're sitting. doing okay they're they're doing they've been pretty serviceable over this stretch but i do agree with you in some in some respects that it feels like the mlb is kind of rushing towards the end here like they know they're almost done with the regular season and there's not as much they have to worry about with covid wise after this after that point after the regular season ends but i will say in their defense the one thing in their defense is that with the regular season coming to an end soon, there isn't as much time for them to reschedule a game or a series. I still, I understand that completely. I just would have liked to see some statements released, something that would, you know, be paused or no, that's a bad word to use right there, <laughs> but something that could have gone the Red Sox way. Uh, I don't know. It's just, it felt like they were left out there to dry and they're st- or to die and they still <laughs> are. And they're just surviving right now. 
They have a series against the White Sox here where Chris Sale was scheduled to start one of the games. He's not starting the game. Right. Nick Pavetta, which would be the normal guy in the rotation that would go out there for one of the games, he also has COVID. He's not on the available list of players to pitch. We have two peop- two starts in the next three days that we don't even know who's pitching. Right. Against the White Sox. I will say the Red Sox are in a pretty tumultuous zone right now. But at the same time... Uh, the what? Uh, one thing I will come back to is that the White Sox record against teams over 500 and good teams in general is not great. However, it's it wouldn't be as hard to beat a team over 500 like the Red Sox when their entire roster is out on the COVID list or injured or just MIA down the stretch. Now Xander Bogarts, it was announced that he would be traveling to Chicago with the team, but that doesn't mean he's exactly playing yet. Right. I mean, there's people that have to go through rehab starts or rehab appearances like Darwinson Hernandez. The bullpen might, I mean, almost every single arm in the bullpen could go to to Worcester to get work in before coming back to the majors. I mean, you just have all these people out for so long, it's going to be so difficult for them to find their grasp. Not that the pitching had their grasp anyways. In fact, maybe the time off helped them. (laughs) I mean, God bless if it did. I mean, God bless if it did. But at the same time, it feels like the message here, I feel like that would be resonating in the Red Sox locker room right now or in players' heads or anything really, would be would not be to uh to like just go out and be perfect down the stretch. Because with how Ross with how depleted their roster is, I'm sure what's on their mind is just survive. Like cert like take a game or two off the White Sox, just keep being decent down the stretch. Because if they keep doing that with how shaky, with how hot and cold other teams in the AL East have been, they could realistically make it to the playoffs and keep that first wild card spot without having to be spectacular. I don't, I don't think. That's what we hope for as Red Sox fans. Right. That I mean, like, I think that whole message, as you're right, the whole message right now is to survive. And the entire season, we've been proving critics and proving analysts wrong about what this team is. That this team is has playoff potential to begin with. I mean, we all know going into the season that nobody even expect them to be in a position like this this season. So, I mean, I think this whole locker room atmosphere has always been prove them wrong, and they're going to continue to try to do that. And another team that goes on and proves people wrong this season, at least maybe not even just proving people wrong, mm. but also just surprising other people, because I don't think many people technically doubted such a team. They just didn't even have them in their mind when they were talking about them, is the Reds and how well they've been performing. They have a series against the Cardinals. That's going to be huge coming up to this playoff push. It's going to be absolutely pivotal. Uh, it's uh, This is, I think, the make or break, the defining make or break moment for the Reds because I don't think they were going to beat the Brewers down the stretch at all. But uh, the Cardinal, I feel like the Cardinals will be the real litmus test for if they have that wild card potential because they're another team that's in a similar straight to them. The only thing is, again, I do not trust the Reds' bullpen to get them through this series, let alone the rest of the season. I don't think I don't think what success they do have right now is going to be sustainable the rest of the season, let alone in October. Yeah, I can, I can understand that completely. But I think that what happens in this series, once again, is, is pivotal. But the other wild card series that is happening in the battle in the National League that we have to discuss at the same time mm. is Padres versus Dodgers. That's going to be a great game. If you told me oh, that yeah. series in the beginning of the season, I would have told you this is going to be awesome to yeah. watch. Is and it, it was awesome yeah. to watch before, but I don't know how current Padres are going to face off against current Dodgers. Dodgers have lost two in a row, but... 
but they are the Dodgers, and that's not exactly a big win streak. I will say this. I do think that this series could be the fight for the Padres' playoff lives because they're going to need they're going to need to come out with a sense of urgency against the Dodgers because if they if they shell in this series if they don't do well then the Reds could be right then the Reds could potentially be right up on their tail maybe if the Cardinals beat the Reds in that series you have the Cardinals on your tail potentially the Phillies if they heat back up like right like you you have a lot of teams if the Padres fail in this series that are going to be suddenly right there with them for that last wild card spot. Right. And and let's take a look at the series. Why don't we? Because right. it is an ex- exciting series for going into the weekend. If you guys want to pay attention to it, I definitely recommend it. But here we go. Right. Game mm. one. Game Musgrove one. versus 16 and three Urias. Oh. <laughs> he has a 3.11 ERA. Game two of the series is Chris Paddock versus 13 and three with a 2.31 ERA Walker Bueller. God, it's. And then game three is Blake Snell versus. 13 and 4, 2.28 ERA, Max Scherzer. I mean, oh, what the heck? It's like, it's just, it's again with that Dodgers rotation that it's just so unfair that, like, what, what chance? I mean, well, obviously the Padres have a chance, but like, with that, with that three game rotation the Dodgers have there, the Padres are going to need absolute perfection. And it doesn't even end there. The next series that they have is against the Giants. They have to oh face the Dodgers and then the Giants to push off into the playoffs here as we come down the stretch and gain momentum. Momentum's huge in the locker room right now. If you're down, you're probably not going to have a great chance of picking yourself back up here. So they're going to really need to try to take these wins off these big teams in the NL West if they want to stay competitive because losing six games right now right. would be the worst case scenario for them. Yeah, that probably takes them out of that wild card spot. Like well, it's, it's, well, yes, it probably takes yeah. them out of the spot, but they're still definitely in the yeah. race. It's they're only still in six the games. race, but like they're going to have a lot of ground to make up towards the end. And I will say that uh, if this isn't do or die, do or die time for the Padres, I don't know what is like they, they've needed to come out with this sense of urgency all season. And I'd say the, these next two series against the Dodgers and giants are going to be what calls for it more than anything else besides, obviously, a playoff game. Right, and and the Cardinals then face off against the Mets after their series with the Reds, so that should be fun. We'll get more into that probably next episode. We'll probably right. talk about that as a highlight. But I do want to mention something about the Dodgers. I think there's a couple headlines that if you guys might have missed about the Dodgers uh, to discuss one of them being that Trevor Bauer, we mentioned last episode that like it was iffy if he'd come back for the rest of the season. The MLB and MLBPA have agreed that Trevor Bauer will not be returning for this regular season or the postseason. So he's off the roster. That's right. not a he is a Trevor Bauer is a non-starter for this <laughs> team. So yeah, I mean you don't have to count on him, but I don't think anybody even thought of Trevor Bauer going down the stretch after picking Max Scherzer up. Right. I I mean the Dodgers aren't. It's not exactly like the Dodgers are missing him, but I'm sure they have just so much buyer's remorse at this point with how much of a disaster Trevor Bauer's first season in LA has been, potentially only season in LA. And I will say this, as a Mets fan, I am thankful that we did that we did dodge that bullet. But uh yeah, no, it's it's interesting. I, I don't think I don't do we know do you think Trevor Bauer is gonna be back in the MLB just at all at this rate? It feels like they just keep pushing it off, pushing it off, pushing it off. And I think that 
I believe he he probably will be. He probably yeah. will be back in the MLB. What they're gonna do is they're gonna announce something mid off season, and they're 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 gonna just kind of let it ride out because the last thing you want is for them to get Trevor Bauer back in a uniform, and the first day he's pitching, the crowd is like booing him hell hard, right. which might happen next season. It could, but it might not be as bad if they announce that he would be back in the off season, and then. Yeah four months go by and people start forgetting about it and then he starts pitching again nobody really thinks about it see that's the thing though with how long and how drawn out this process with trevor bauer has been it makes me think that there's something that we don't know right maybe like there's something we don't know that the mlb i don't know if they want to keep secret but maybe they're not ready to share yet like there's if there's still like investigations going on and these details are all very There could deli- be a whole other yeah, case. Exactly. There could be like a ton of delicate details that they couldn't re- that they couldn't really risk getting out or like by sending Bauer back out there. So I think it does make sense to keep him off the field for now or to keep him off the diamond for now. But at the same time, I, at, at this rate, if it continues like this, where it's in the middle of the offseason and we still don't really know much mm-hmm. about this whole Trevor Bauer situation, right. I don't even I can't even say with confidence that he'd be back in the league next season. Counterbalancing that, we, to move on to a more wholesome topic, <laughs> Albert Pujols, oh, yeah. long-time, do- obviously a very long-time Dodger <laughs> he is. Yeah. Uh, Career return- Dodger, Albert <laughs> Pujols. <laughs> returned to St. Louis, um, where he had obviously had a lot of great moments, right. a lot of fun moments, a lot of championship titles, a lot yeah. of award-winning. A whole lot of winning. Returns a back lot of winning. to St. Louis, uh, in Dodger blue and hits a home run in his yeah. return. I mean, that's, that's pretty fun. That's yeah, awesome. I, I, I remember seeing that. I, was, I wasn't I was watching that game, but I did look down at my phone. I saw it on Instagram that he hit that home run. I was just, I just kind of warmly smiled and I'm like, that's nice. I, that's, that's really nice. A warm nice. smile. A warm say. smile. Mm. It's just nice. Is, I, is he, no, he's, this is, this has got to be his last season. This right? is his last this year. Is he his retires last at the end of the season. You know yeah. what I would have loved? I would have loved him to do a retirement tour. Yeah. Go around and get random things from random stadiums. I mean, like any other big legend of the game. Right. Do you think, has he like gotten anything for, like, I, I don't, I haven't really I don't paid recall. as much attention. I feel like, like I would have seen it on social I, media. Yeah. I feel like I would have seen like clubs, like giving him like, uh, fun souvenirs and like, uh, tributes. I feel like. Yeah. Like, we would have seen that down the stretch. I feel like he's definitely a player that is deserving of a retirement tour, though. Yeah, I mean, nothing really beats either David Ortiz getting the the phone that he smashed or <laughs> Mariano Rivera getting a rocking chair out of the bats he's broken. Yeah. That was, those are really cool gifts, and I would have loved to see Pujols get something yeah. just as special, just as characteristic to him, mm. you know? But yeah. here we are. But here we are. We're entering the final month of his base of his long successful baseball career. I don't really know of any notable gifts he's gotten. Uh, MLB ball clubs. On the incredibly rare chance you're listening, uh, you should get him something. If you're mm, really yeah. Nice of yeah, you. yeah, yeah, yeah. MLB ball clubs. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening to the Two Scene Podcast. By the way, MLB ball clubs. Yeah, if you are that's, listening, that's really cool. If you are, <laughs> I I don't think you are, but you know, if you are. Everybody, really everybody, cool. send this audio snippet to <laughs> Manfred himself. Yeah, but anyway, uh, moving on. I do want to talk about the Subway Series a bit. Before I do, I really do want to talk about the Subway Series a bit and how pivotal it is, not just for the teams in their playoff position, because I think either team that could come out of this series, like, or uh, assuming either team would sweep this series, would be right. in very good position. Would suddenly be in very good position. 
Yeah, but, uh, and I think overall we can just kind of use this segment of the podcast to look forward into this weekend. Of course, the podcast is recorded on Friday, so we can't really talk about the start of series, but we can, the you know, discuss about what the matchups look at look like going into this weekend and what we believe would happen for tonight because most Friday games aren't being played at the moment. But yeah, the right. Subway Series it's huge. Subway Series in New York. Yeah. On the weekend of nine eleven, the yeah. anniversary of nine eleven. Right. It's it's a pretty. It's going to be a twentieth um, anniversary. It's going to be a pretty pivotal moment, uh, not just for the teams playing in it, but also the fans, the teams, and of course New York City. Like I, I know I'm definitely going to sit down this weekend and watch and watch that series. Not only because uh, it's it's it is the Subway Series. It's one of the Mets' most hated rivalries, but also because that ser- that particular series will mean so much. More about the actual games of it. Uh, I, I believe Tyler McGill is starting for the Mets tonight against Jordan Montgomery. I think that this, I, honestly, this series is going to come down to the batting. I don't, I think the pitching, the pitching has been decent for both teams down this stretch, but I, honestly, I think it's going to be whichever team's bats heat up first to really, like, to really take either of them over the top in the series and get them out of their backslides. Yeah, I think it's super interesting because the Mets aren't doing as well either. Like, you could say the you could say the Yankees, yeah, they're zero and six in their last six, right? But mm. the Mets just blew a game to the Marlins. Yeah, and I I do think this is worth noting in my the Mets, and I just want to preface this with the Mets had high expectations going into this season, like playoff team ex- expectations, division winner expectations. By the way, they went three and seven in Miami this season. Yeah, three and seven against an a, openly tanking team and they had a lead against them they let go right. three runs in three innings and then that was that was the game for them they yeah. lose that that can't be great for their morale and can't be great yeah. uh great look for the bullpen yeah because now you got the yankees and the cardinals coming up after the marlins so the the fun with tanking team stops here now you have to get real Right, yeah. but it is going to be at City Field, right? So yes, the, where Mets the Mets have a are pretty better. decent yeah. home record without us knowing the exact numbers because we're a bit outdated on our numbers, yeah. actually. But they have a much, much better... In fact, it's almost inverse how they play away and how they play at home. Right. The Mets, I believe, are, I think... Uh, they're 6-4 and four in their last 10. I believe they are... I want to have... 43 wins at home i believe but that's still uh pretty it's still ju- juxtaposing it to their away record which is not good at all is still interesting i i do i do believe since this series at is at home and against the hated yankees uh there will be mets fan there will be blue and orange out in full force i believe that the mets can take this series it's just they're gonna need to finally wake up yeah which i've been waiting for pretty much the whole month of august and september but it hasn't really happened yet, so we'll see. Right, so we got Friday, we got Tyler McGill and Montgomery, as you mentioned. On Saturday, you have Kluber and Tywin Walker for 9-11. And for the last day of the series, the Yankees haven't announced who their starter is, but the Mets announced, and if this stays, it's going to be Carlos Carrasco pitching right. on Sunday. Another series you should be looking out for this weekend it's not as important but it is fun to watch great starts and great pitchers get their work in the brewers are going to be playing the indians and two starters that are going to be there and available are corbin burns and woodruff burns going on saturday woodruff going on sunday 
you know, who yeah. knows? The Indians have already been no hit twice this season. <laughs> they could get no it hit. It could happen again. again. I mean, it, if you're looking out for great pitching bouts, you should probably watch the Brewers this weekend. But uh, yeah, no, I the Indians, I, I could see it. I could see them getting no hit by either of them. I think they'd be, I mean, <laughs> I could see it. I, I feel like it'd be a really funny way to like bookend the season for either Corbin Burns or Brandon Woodruff, like with a no hitter, like really stamp that seal on their Cy Young candidacy. Also, I can't wait for them to, in their first at-bat of the game, they're going to let go a hit. And <laughs> just because we said that. Right. Yeah. Uh, tonight, which you guys obviously will know the results from, it is Shohei Otani versus Framber Valdez. That's going to be a great game. I hope you guys watch it at home because yeah. you guys will know the results by tomorrow. So that's <laughs> going to be exciting. I'm actually going to be tuning into that game, probably. Yeah. Um, as well as another matchup that you guys should be looking for, or another pitching performance specifically. Right. Kevin Gosman, if you guys want to see why the Giants have been so well this or so good this entire season, Kevin Gosman's going to be pitching against the Cubs tomorrow. Um, I mean, Kevin Gosman's great. He's a great pitcher. Right. Another guy that you should be uh, just keeping in mind for that Cy Young race. Right. It's it's he, I'd say he if I were voting right now I feel like I'd probably vote for Kevin Gosman at this rate just because of what his reemergence has really meant to the Giants this season and how successful they've been but yeah I don't think it'll be a very competitive series I think the Giants are going to win in uh in a pretty brutal fashion but it should be it should be a pretty it should be nice to watch uh it, I mean it's always nice to watch great pitching so if you do like that tune in saturday Cubs. saturday is the yeah. day for you because right. at, alongside uh of the um of the giants you have zach wheeler starting against the rockies in philadelphia i mean zach wheeler has i think i don't know where he is in the strikeout total but i believe he was leading it at some point yeah. this season i if he's not at the top he's right near it i i do believe he was leading the league in strikeouts last i checked but yeah, that, that I I will say if he can maintain if he can uh win the lead in strikeouts, then I feel like that's a very solid final draft of his candidacy for a for an NL Cy Young. Yeah, and as well as to pair with the Phillies, you have to have that Braves as well because they're right there, they're competing right, right. now for the division title. And the Braves on Saturday are going to have Charlie Morton pitching against the Marlins. He's 13-5 and with a 3.47 ERA. He's doing fantastic. Yeah. Charlie Morton's been, been pretty great for them so far. I will say that uh, if they can fare, if they fare even a little bit better than the Mets did against the Marlins, then they'll probably hold, keep their healthy lead, uh, or somewhat healthy lead on the NL East for now. And Sunday doesn't really have any starters that have been announced. It was supposed to be Chris Sale right. for the Red Sox. He's not going to be out there due to COVID. Aaron Nola will be starting against the Rockies. He's going to hope to try to keep these Phillies alive because they've lost three in a row here and they're losing traction on that division lead. Or, well, not division lead, but right. the division race right now, the postseason race as well. So he's going to need to get a big win for them. Uh, Max Freed is starting against the Marlins, and the person on the other side is Edward Cabrera. Mm. Or I, I believe, yes, his name is Edward Cabrera. He is an interesting prospect because he's really good prospect. He just had a terrible... 
He's had a terrible first three games. I, yeah. There's no other way to say it. 12.2 innings pitched, only five strikeouts. He has yeah. a he is zero and one in his three games. He's uh, 7.11 ERA with a 1.5 whip. He's just not getting the job done. Yeah, it's unfor- he is young. He's got his whole career ahead of him, but it, it is unfortunate that like when you pull like for especially for a rebuilding team like the Marlins, when you when you feel ready to pull someone up out of the out of uh, a ball, and they aren't doing that great. But I don't know. Maybe maybe they send him down again. Maybe he does better and adjusts better. I think that it's that a poor stretch at this start of his career isn't going to be that impactful. And I think especially the, with how good of a prospect he right. is. Right. And I think the Mets or not Mets. <laughs> and I think the Marlins have that kind of something cooking right there for young pitchers. They traded for Jesus Lazardo. You got Sixto Sanchez right. possibly mm. and very very much will not be the next Pedro <laughs> Martinez. <laughs> Yeah. And then Edward Cabrera, if he can figure his stuff out, is supposedly supposed to be really good in the yeah. future. But we'll it, see if yeah. that actually happens. It feels like the Marlins are like mixing and matching different prospects this season almost. Like they're just kind of toying with stuff to see what works. Right. Because they know that this isn't the year for them. But they also know that but they also know they don't have nothing. They have a foundation. Jazz Chisholm has very quickly become one of my favorite players to watch, even if I'm not the biggest Marlins fan. Right. He's he's pretty fun to watch. He's electric. Like the Marlins are laying a foundation here that's pretty solid. So this season of just tinkering around, it, it feels it feels like it's in the right place. Like it feels like they're doing what they need to do. For that matter, I think for that weekend we have covered what we need to. We have covered what series are is going to be popping. What series you should be tuning into. What series you should be looking after. I do want to just mention before we close out the podcast, because we don't do recordings on Monday anymore, Mm. just starting out the week to look forward to if you guys have time on Monday, the series you want to watch is probably the Rays versus Blue Jays game in Toronto. That should be fun because who knows how the Jays are playing after this series. If they just carry on. And they face the Rays. I mean, the Rays are also a really good team. Obviously, right. they're leading the division. They're leading That'll the be American an exciting League. series. So yeah. you should be watching that game. That's going to be pivotal for the week. Of course, we already mentioned Padres Giants. That is also going to be pivotal for the both teams. I mean, Mets Cardinals say- too. It should be assuming the Mets come out of the Yankees series okay. It should be an interesting series. And of course, the way the reason why the Padres Giants game is so important isn't just for the Padres' sake; it's right. for the Giants' sake because the Dodgers are now going to be playing the Diamondbacks that week. Oh yeah, no, that too. And and even then, let's say the Dodgers take that series against the Padres. Very good chance. Suddenly, the Padre the Dodgers are right back up on their tail, and not only that, have a really good chance of taking that division lead, especially with the Diamondbacks down the stretch. Mm-hmm. And then the Red Sox versus the Mariners should be a good series all the way out in Seattle, even with a broken team. Once again, they're still all competing for the for that playoff spot, that, right. those two wild card spots. So uh, tune in for those games. Those games are going to be good. Watch baseball, guys. Watch baseball. Watch baseball. Consume baseball. Watch it is baseball. an exciting time. <laughs> it is the most important time to some. And for others... People wait till October yeah. to finally start tuning in. Yeah, or or either that, or people are waiting for October. Like uh, fans of like the Pirates or Orioles are waiting for October for their seasons to end in mercy killings. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Pirates fans are waiting until twenty twenty six. Maybe who knows? <laughs> 
They don't even... Do they watch baseball out in Pittsburgh? I hope not. I hope they're not wasting that much energy watching the Pirates. <laughs> and on the topic of watching baseball, I appreciate every single one of you that tuned into this episode of the Two Scene Podcast. If you want to stay up to date for this podcast, follow us on at the Two Scene Pod on Twitter or follow us on our personal accounts at Tyler underscore underscore Foy and at Lannon underscore Nate. Tune back in on Wednesday for the next episode of the Two Scene Podcast. I think that's our new schedule. Saturday uploads and midweek recap episodes for Wednesday. I think right. those are really good uh, days that work for us, and that's what we're going to be Works doing nicely. down the stretch. So, yeah, tune in on Wednesday for the next episode of the Two Scene Podcast, and we are excited to see you once again. Yeah.